dear summer, I know you gon' miss me. For we've been together like Nike Airs and Crisp Tees. Estats with polo fleeces. Purple label shit with the logo secret. Give me a couple years, shit, I might just sneak in. A couple words and like peaches and herb. We'll be reunited and feel so hood. How the whole world saying, I still so good. Well, I do this in my slumber summer. I ain't none of these half ass newcomers. You know how I do summer. I drop heat when you bring the sun up. You'll be happy, I'm sure, with uh, Way Too Sexy, which I, you know, might be the intro music for the next six episodes. I mean, it's. Oh, don't give me that. Oh, don't give me that. Uh, it came out at a bar today. And. Or no, it came on at work. Not even at a bar. And that bass, like technically that, a bar would be work. That, that well, <laughs> it's either one. And 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 when that bass and that synth hit, and you were like, it's fine. All right, that's good enough. It's fine. <laughs> well, again, get used to it. It's going to be it's the intro inter- music for the next five months. You know what? Episode fifty-two of Underemployed. We've uh, we've been talking for twenty-six minutes, and we just decided to start the show. We've already had an episode's worth of discussions. Uh, we've also, as as we've discussed before, we tried to have more uh, more frequent updates. So, uh, David, how have you been the last few weeks? I've been okay. Uh, it amusingly enough has only been what like two days since I saw you. Yes. Uh, uh, tell, so let's tell that story. I'll tell more deets on my vacation after, but. Uh, Saturday, we're recording this Monday night, I uh, had plans to see David and Bethany, and then David, you take it from there. Uh, so, initially had plans for one restaurant, I dawdled on getting a reservation, so screwed that up. So, ended up going to uh, a place in DuPont for some Italian food, and uh, Bethany and I each had a couple drinks. Um, food was fine. Yeah, food was fine. Uh, it was fine. My third calamari dish of the week, I was very happy with that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But so, I uh, so Saturday, uh, there's a bunch of stuff happening in DC, including the uh, that whatever rally that ended up being nothing. But there was so there was there was Eighth Street Festival, which is one of the biggest outdoor events in the city every year, if not the biggest non. I guess Eighth Street's not as big overall as the Cherry Blossoms, but that's a one day festival Mm -hmm. anyway. Getting into the weeds, uh, but Eight Street Festival, which is big, uh, there was expected to be a decent presence for the Justice for January sixth rally, which was an event organized to. I don't you, know, f- you can put two come together, together and express support for the, the the people who broke into the Capitol on the January sixth. Yeah, and uh, I think it turned okay. out it turned out to be a bust, which you know, but obviously they gotta DC has to take all those threats seriously for a while. It's like DC yeah. unfortunately does. DC is on the hook for spending a lot of money. Um, a lot of people are using it as a way to sort of say, oh, you know, wasteful big government at it again. Yeah. When like, okay, so you, we're, you, after are ju- we just we're just supposed to memory hole after you know not even a year. 
it's like after after nine eleven how everything was very super like kind of yeah. you know like yeah. you, you just and you look back you know seventeen years later and go well, we were probably a little overreacted but at the time it it all felt like the right thing to also, do also also regret would require that we had stopped some of the stuff that we'd put in place after nine eleven yeah. and that's, we haven't that's true that's a whole other discussion for a whole other podcast but uh, yeah no and. Um, <laughs> So fortunately, I think that rally was a bust, but there was feeling like, hey, it's just, if nothing else, it's just going to be an inconvenience to get around D.C. if that gains any steam. I think mm-hmm. the Nats were playing that day. Um, I think there, there was just like yeah. four or five things that could just cause inconvenience. Um, so, David, what did I do in response in a rare move? Jack took the Metro. I took the Metro. to D.C. I can't believe I'm taking the subway. Go back in the archives to episode... Uh, believe 24 where i discussed one of the last times i had taken the metro uh which in turn had been three years since i had previously taken the metro which was uh you know i i had taken it out of a convenience for work there's no need to remember why exactly i took the metro that day in 2019 but i took it and uh it was so he could watch wrestlemania yeah and i seat of a car and you know what on his phone which you know what okay you know what i have no shame in jack's game now um what had happened was I normally drive, and I was going to drive into DuPont and try and find parking, which always sucks, but whatever. And then I just was like, all right, you know what? Uh, this is inconvenient. I can park at East Falls Church on a weekend for free. I'll just take the Metro. And I hadn't taken it since before the pandemic, but I, I was like, okay. Uh, I get on the Metro. I get on the Orange Line to uh, New Carrollton. And, uh, you know, I get on. And then eventually, David. Eventually, Jack... Eventually, Bethany taps me on the shoulder and says, Who the fuck is this uh, asshole? Hey, I think that's Jack in front of us. Now, for perspective, it's hard because Metro's transport, so so federally you're still required to wear masks, so I can see why she might be like, well, I don't, you know, not 100% sure, but yeah. Yeah. Saturday, 4.29 p.m., text from David Hart. Look up. (laughs) And yeah, I I looked at the person she was talking to, and it was... It was, in fact, Jack Selby. The odds the of thing, uh, the thing that gave it away was your sneakers. Oh, my white sneaks, my fe- my Fila sneaks. Yes, your 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 LA your LA themed Fila's. Yes, um, they actually have. For I didn't realize when I got them at first, but they have the WWE logo on the bottom of them. I didn't know why, but I was like, okay. But they are like white with you know some gold and purple trim. So I was like, this is perfect. I wear them for very special occasions, you know, weddings, bar mitzvahs, and um, so I I got that. And I was like, okay. We tried to have a conversation on the Metro. It's hard when you're masked up and the Metro's going because it's really hard to hear. But, uh, you know, it was fun to that we happened to be in the same car and we talked for a while. And then, yeah, we, we chatted it up. But that was the last day's full day of my long vacation that I just got back from. Um, went to Chicago again. Uh, didn't... A little bit of a, a lonely trip, as it were, but that's okay. I got to see the uh, the Giants sweep the Cubs, which was super fun. Um, you know, as I said last episode, best team in baseball. I don't know if anyone's aware of that. Best team in baseball, best record in baseball. Uh, yeah, just throwing that out there. Um, Wrigley actually did something really cool because I went on September 11th, uh, which was a Saturday, and they uh, they brought out a bunch of um, people from every branch of the military. You know, you know. Arm, you know, Army, the Navy. Can you name all the branches of the Army? No, they named all of them at the game, and I can not name all. I think five of them. No, 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 no. I can name Army, Navy, uh, uh, Air Force. Um, uh, no, I think that's it. 
There's two more. <laughs> I know there's two more. Um, boy, this is really bad for what a patriot I am. Um, the... Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Uh, the... You, you know what? I don't need to name they them. Have a, they have an academy in New Haven, Connecticut. That doesn't help me. Look, what matters is that I feel this spirit of America in my heart always. Should I maybe know the difference and maybe know the different branches? You could argue that, but so what? I'm a true, true blood American. I live and die with the red, white, and blue. And if anyone's going to question me on that, why, man? It's just, you know, like America, man. America's awesome. Um, it's, yeah. Uh, I'm selling for time. I got nothing, David. I, I, I got nothing. What two am I missing? So, you've got Navy, Army, Coast Guard. Got the Coast Guard. Those are the people that uh, save yeah, people from drowning in the lakes, right? You know, when they wear the red swim trunks and stuff? Yes. yes yeah. Okay. Exactly. And then what's the, what's, the one I'm, what's the other one I'm missing? Space Force. No, it's not. That wasn't one of the branches they brought out to the game. I promise you. I mean, but they're they're part of they're part of they're, they're part of the military tree. I did not see Master Chief on the field of, on Wrigley uh, Field. Space Force, not UNSC. I shush. It wasn't the Space, Space Force, Force, not UNSC. Okay. How about I just Google branches of the military and then I'll just confirm if you're either lying to me or if I'm a fool. Um, the Marine. That was the other the Marine Corps. I forgot about the Marine. Oh, the Space Force is part of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not that I didn't believe you. It's just I, kn- it, I knew for a fact that that was not one of the branches that that's they brought fine. out. Yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't. I don't think they've got really even an enlisted force yet. Not yet. Ooh, that's a good underemployed episode in six years. We joined the Space Force. Um, do you want to... We're already too old to join any of the armed services. I know, but I think maybe the Space Force could be a little lenient because think about the fact that zero gravity, you're a lot lighter. You're a lot more spruce. Uh, spruce. You, you... At no point is there zero gravity. Look... You're just constantly in free fall. All right, Mr. Well, actually, how about the, how about this? How about you and I, for the content, try and join the Space Forces, and then we just see what happens. No. We, we would get discounts. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be imperialism in space. Oh please, I forgot. Well, anyway, look, I I still think it's a good idea. We'll get we'll pens, we'll round back to that once the Space Force starts rounding people. Um, but yeah, no. That's I, if that's if three four three studios. I know Bungie actually. Yeah. Bungie Studios hasn't sued the Space Force into the ground yet. Yeah, because they cleared. I mean, they were the first ones to come up with the idea of a space military. I mean, Halo. They already. Oh, yeah. No, it's because of Destiny and what the characters. Your your character in Destiny is a guardian. Ah. Not a Cleveland baseball player starting next year, but like an. Actor. No, okay. no, not a guardian of traffic. No. I, uh, I still think we should try and get into the Space Force, but you know what? I understand. Okay, subvert it from inside. Okay, we'll, 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 I'll, I'll, you know what? We'll circle back to it. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, no, shout out on the vacation. I saw a bunch of people. Um, I even saw uh, PJ Anderson, and I actually enjoyed the experience. Um, it was crazy. PJ did, I think PJ did text the group chat, though, uh, during the night. He told me he was going to, and then just texted. David, do you remember what he t- sent to the group chat? Oh, yeah, he said something lewd. Uh, doesn't need to be repeated on. <laughs> I like how we have an explicit podcast where we can curse, but you you want to save PJ's reputation. It's not even that bad. No. Let's go ahead and read it. Saturday, 11.36 p.m. PJ Anderson texts, David. David Hart responds, PJ. 
PJ Anderson says, fuck off. God damn it, I hate <laughs> David you. responds, SMD, FTB, which if you know, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's, uh, that was great. PJ, who was being very polite the entire night, it was a celebration uh, for his fiance's 30th birthday. He had to let, he had to let it out somehow. Also, I just... I am his. I am his release valve. I will say this: um, if we ever have PJ back on the podcast, which for many reasons is a major if, um, uh, a friend of the show and friend of us, uh, Wellen, was also there, and um, the night got deba- not in a like reckless behavior debaucherous, but us telling stories became. Uh, <laughs> Wellen said something to PJ's parents. <laughs> when trying to describe the story that I will tell you when we're done recording. Uh, but I want PJ. Oh, oh, now are we saving Wellen's reputation? No, it's not because he didn't say it about his parents. He just said something very, that, something that you normally wouldn't say to parents. You would say to your parents. Because <laughs> you have that relationship with your parents. But most normal people wouldn't. That doesn't, that doesn't leave... That doesn't leave a very short list of things he wouldn't. No, I know. That's true. Uh, but no, we'll get back to that. Vacation was awesome. Uh, I will say this. So the last episode, I know I talked about how I was looking forward to um, some nice fall weather because we had had some teas of it here and in D.C. And what a fucking jip that was. I went to Chicago. I got a sunburn. It felt like 90 degrees outside on Saturday when I got there in Chicago. Welcome to to climate change. Yeah, exactly. And I got back from to Falls Church, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's we're past the notorious DC bullshit summers. It was like it, the heat index was 90 a bunch of day. I think it got close to 100 one of the days. It just it did not. It, it, well, it got close. The point being that I was expecting this nice branch of weather, and I don't know, David. As you know me, I'm a sweaty boy. I turned my fan off in this room so that the recording sounds better. I'm already I'm I I'm I'm already hot. You know, just I was so upset. Well, do you have do you have air in that building? Uh, not really. <laughs> I have air conditioning units that I never set up because they don't they don't really do much. Um, you know, wasn't worth the effort. You need a fan in a building. I mean, you're you have a, you have again for the record an enormous apartment. I know. No, I do. I have fans. I have fans going in other rooms right now. Just not this one because I didn't want it to mess with the audio quality but uh yeah no uh it was really hot and i'm really upset about it and i'm really mad that it got that hot but uh anyway uh it is the end of summer david do you have any like i don't know how was your summer overall because it was a weird one uh, granted with with the delta variant but we also had an actual summer for the first time in a while it was uh not what i'm used to as far as festivals are concerned i'm used to working a lot more so there was still a lot of caution especially in dc there's been a lot of a lot more i shouldn't say a lot of but more caution than a lot of what you would see in some other places it's not to say that the dc's approach has been good or that it's been bad just that it has been what it has been yeah, it's been in the region yep there's an which indoor, is there's an indoor mass mandate yep um, some yep. cities have that so dc's one yep. of them dc is one of them um and that's yeah that's current um and it's i'm going to get real for a second um mm-hmm. it is infuriating to watch uh the cultural class um you know i don't want to just dump on hollywood and be a, a weird guy but <laughs> it's all of these people's rhetoric about doing you know the right thing socially rings hollow when they themselves do the thing that they 
decry others for not doing. It's easy to be on social media and say, stay inside or blah, blah, blah. Yep. And it's like, yep. hey, man, that's A, not how real life works. And B, obviously you're not doing it. So, yeah, no, I... I Vietnamese I, last night. Yeah. I was just like... Yeah, I don't. My, I, so I will say for the record, and this is where I, I I've kind of whatever kept my peace throughout the pandemic. But like, I don't mind stuff like the Emmy. I, I don't. I just don't like that those were also people that early in the pandemic were like chastising people for leaving their homes. And it's like that's yeah, yes, yeah, you know, um, goes for both sides of the aisle. Obviously, there's a lot of issues related to the pandemic that uh, I don't fully agree with and all that. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100. percent It's like hey. Just keep the message consistent, which is something I've had a major, again, not to get too real, but like that's something well, that's my big, one of my biggest beefs throughout the entire pandemic is the inconsistent messaging all around. It's like, all right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, but no, I, I at least, but I do get to think back and I know you at least, you got to see your parents again. I did. Uh, uh, actually, uh, so vacation and then just had the wedding in New Hampshire and heading Back up to New Hampshire for another wedding this week. That's right. We talked about that when I saw you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, yep. You and Bethany are going to that one, right? Yes. Yes. I have Friday a wedding. In, Very early Friday. I, I have a wedding in uh, in less than two weeks. It's the first wedding I've gone to since my sister's wedding, which, uh, of course, David was at. And, of course, there's a legendary photo uh, David, by the way, is now uh, is is in part of a photo that we we got and it's framed somewhere in the home. Oh, I, I finally had a photo hanging in that house. Sort of. So you remember um, when I posted on my Instagram story for uh, National yes. Best Friend Day? Yes. And you were. <laughs> it's a so for context. It's a. Pic- I'm in the photo. I'm very yes. clearly in the photo. So which is what's important. It's 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 a picture of me and my sister singing It's Raining Men on the dance floor for a wedding. It's a great photo. And <laughs> in the background, you can see a large... This was this was when David still had like long hair and a thick old beard. Um, you can see David in the background. I'm pulling it up. And David has had a hard time like seeing when I pull up to his, his computer. So I... But you remember the photo. Because you can't screen share. Exactly. So... <laughs> So that photo of David lurking in the background. <laughs> I'm not lurking. You're not lurking. You look like you are is what's important. Obviously, you're not. You're just enjoying. I don't look like it either. I look I like I'm singing along. You... Yeah, we'll go with that. But, you know, uh, you can see. <laughs> you can also see, like, uh, I think Bethany. Uh, over my right wrist. Uh, it's great. It's a great photo. And I sarcastically had said to David a few months ago, this should be the uh, underemployed cover <laughs> where I'm very much at the forefront singing and dancing and David's just kind of... <laughs> just, just... Just in the back. Just, just relegated to the back. Lose yourself video. I was in the back. Superman video. I was in the back. Yeah, no, so that... that feels like that's what ultimately what you want out of this track. I, I want... You know what I want, David? I don't want to be bigger than you. I don't... I just want money. That's all I ever want in life. I just want an abundance of cash at any turn. I want to be able to buy nice things. I want to be able to live a luxurious lifestyle. I want to be able to uh, buy things that I don't need but can have. I want to be able to make people jealous on my social media. Well, if you're buying them, then you can have them. Yes. What did I say? Can't have. Oh. I think I said 
no, I, I can't have. Either way, it's irrelevant. The point is, I just want money. There's no balance of me wanting to be bigger than you. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, this is a two-man show, a two-man gang, a tag team, a double team. Uh, or, okay. This is where this is where you do quite the heel turn. Okay, let's see. No, 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 no. This podcast with just me would be um, the worst thing ever. It would be like 45 minutes of a cow mooing and sound effects and music, and I would not, and it would be unlistenable garbage. Uh, you keep me reined in, which is very nice. No, this is a two-man show, but Flattery. I, I Flattery gets you everywhere. Yeah, exactly, and I'm quite good at it. But, you know, I do think it would be good, co- it would have been good cover art before uh, we got, actually, I don't think we shouted him out. Shout out to uh, GOZ for that uh, wonderful, wonderful podcast art. Um, I know I had mentioned, I think on um, I think on the two-year anniversary, or the three-year anniversary, that he was supposed to, and then hadn't made us cover art. But I, I brought it up with him a few months ago, and he, David, this, is, David, this is, right. yeah, David, I would say this is this is th- this podcast art is about as good as it gets. It's very much, it's very much apropos. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we had him on the Outcast episodes, I didn't know Absolutely. what to expect, and uh, you, I mean. He did a great job with me. David, you look marvelous in this photo that he did, in this drawing that he did, I have to say. I think he gave me a little bit too much of a belly, but, you know, here we are. I agree. Uh, you are you have lost weight in the last couple of years. I salute you. You've lost a little bit of weight. Uh, so I, I think it makes the photo funnier, even though it's not an accurate photo. And I know... Uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. But, uh, you know, so shout out, shout out to him for that. He got the, he got the beard right, yes. which is what's important. Yeah, although during the pandemic you had a uh, shorter beard for the most part. Yes, I did. Uh, that was just I'm, to make it I'm easier to wear. Probably going to go back to it. Uh, okay, interesting. Let's go through. I want to hear your rationale for that. We're going to have to keep wearing masks in DC for the foreseeable future. That's true, and uh, that's I, that was the reason why you cut it close in the first place was because it's really yep. uncomfortable. Yeah, no. I also think it. I think, frankly, the short beard works with your now shorter haircut. Uh, I, I hate to burst people's bubble because it's an audio podcast, but David's hair is no longer that long on the underemployed cover. I'm, you know, sorry about that. You did have your hair long. It hasn't been that long in a long time. Um, did did people in your life like the long hair? That was like five years I ago. I don't know. <laughs> I don't particularly know. Um, I think my parents only saw it one time because I cut it before graduate. I cut it before I graduated. Um, now you have to tell me what was their, uh, your, your mom and dad, uh, describe your mom. mom My mom, my mom doesn't like, didn't like that when I had shorter hair as a kid, she, you know, she, she liked it a little bit longer. Um, dad didn't really care. Dad's been bald most of my life. That's true. What did you call him a long time ago? You called him a a cherub? Cherub of a man. Yes. Yeah. That's, 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 that describes Steve Hart. Um, so yeah, no, I, I kind of like this current look you got going, which uh, for some people not listening, David's video has been frozen for a while, so I'm just seeing the top of his head, basically. But uh, short hair, long beard, I think it's working for you. Um, we'll eventually get it to where you, you're just... It's a really easy formula as a white guy with a symmetrical head. You, I, I know I've said it before. I envy, we were talking before we went on about how I envy my brother's vision that he's like 2010 and I hate that he's never known the, the pain of like falling asleep with contacts in or having to pack them. He just can see when he wakes up and the sun rises. Um, but uh, David's head is so perfectly, so beautifully symmetrical. If I put an egg on top of a neck, it could not be more symmetrical than David's head. David, do you disagree? 
Okay, that's that's going a little far. That also implies that I don't have ears. I'm not some sort of ear dump. I'm not some sort of ear Voldemort. <laughs> David, for the record, does have ears. Um, by the way, so I know the last episode. I'm assuming. I'm just guessing. You haven't listened to Drake's album. No. <laughs> Is there any chance no. you listen to Certified Lover Boy? Uh, the album in its entirety? Probably not, no. D- d- you at least saw the video for Way Too Sexy. Yes, I've seen the video, I've heard the song, uh, I was telling Jack it was on a bar, it was on at a bar earlier, um, really nothing I could do about it. I mean, it, it's, even if it's not your style of music, it is a bop, it is fun, it is bass, I will, in fact, I texted David when Certified Lover Boy dropped. Friday, September 3rd, 9.41 a.m. I said, Drake sampled right said Fred on this album. Society is peaked. I said it when I heard it. I'm sticking by it. That was, uh, that song is a massive impact in society. I believe it's the number one, or at least it was the number one song in the entire country. The country's spoken. The free market has spoken. Um, David, what, of course, was the best part of the video? Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, who, David, describe, I think we've described him before, but can you, like, describe Kawhi's uh, persona? Kawhi's really quite uh, awkward with media and cameras and whatnot. Like, he seems to be a guy who gets along fine with teammates and people that he likes, but when he's doing something where he's not particularly interested in these people's opinions or anything, he's kind of awkward and not necessarily standoffish, but just shortened to the point Mm -hmm. um in the video there's a scene where uh drake and future and young thug are in a desert in a classic kind of trope of a boy band scene in white shirts and uh who should appear to their right but (laughs) Kawhi. Kawhi leonard what it do baby What was the old saying that Kawhi had? Uh, the, the old rumor that he would say when he gets rebounds in college? Boardman gets paid. Well, it's going to be more like Boardman gets laid now that he's in a Drake video, am I right? Real men of genius. I enjoy I enjoy the album, by the way. I It's like every Drake album. It's fine. I think people are too harsh on it on the internets. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of songs that will live on for years in terms of, you know, li- certain lines or everything. And then, uh, you know, we'll move oh, on. Oh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be well produced. It's going to be well engineered. Like it's going to be a great sounding album. Yeah. It's just not, a, it's like for you, it's a, it's an, it's a type of album rap you're not I interested just, in. I just don't care. Yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, you know, Drake's occupying a lane in music that I always like and always enjoy, but it's, uh, it's not for everybody. And I don't mean that even condescendingly. It's just, you know, it's, it's different style of rap. I just, I just don't. I, I I wanted to. I tried to. Yeah. And I just realized I just don't. And that's okay. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Especially the good thing is when you get older, like we do, and there just becomes a point where you don't have to feel like you have to like certain things. You're just like, eh, you know what? If I don't like this, I'm not gonna waste my time and energy on this. Uh, I did also before we before we uh, go on. Um, so since we recorded our last episode, uh, Norm Macdonald died, and I know, I actually found out through David texting me and his dad uh, the day the, like right after the news broke, and that was a surprise and a heartbreak. And uh, David, I don't know. I I, I mean. I'm kind of asking a lot of your shoulders, but just describe what your reactions were and what your kind of thoughts and you know your legacy, what Norm's legacy is. I was just very surprised. Um, you know, I understand people die; it's a fact of life. But like, you know, there'd never been 
the first time I had ever heard that Norm Macdonald had had cancer was been his obit was like, oh yeah, Norm had been battling cancer for you know the better part of a decade and just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, just like okay, yeah. and you know what? That's his choice. That's his right. Absolutely. Um, so it was it was more shocking than anything else, but wasn't. I don't want to say sad because he was able to go out with the dignity that he wanted, you know, or, or he went out with his dignity in the way that he felt most comfortable doing. So can't really be all that, you know, you can be sad that he's gone, but like he went out how we wanted. I, I, I can't be too broken up about it. That's interesting. I, I wouldn't have thought of that, but I, I actually think that's a very profound way of looking at it that obviously it's sad when anyone dies and it's sad like you said when someone goes I mean 61 he's got a lot of time he's, left he's still young yeah younger yeah no young I mean I still think young. I mean I don't think until like I see someone die who's like maybe late 70s but usually early 80s and I think oh that's, can't say, that's right I have to amend young can't say somebody who's on AARP is young that's true but like when you see oh Norm Macdonald died at 61 you don't think oh yeah that's that's the right age someone's meant to go it's it's so I agree with you and I just Norm Macdonald is one of the funniest minds who's ever walked the earth and always admire as someone who just has watched a lot of comedy I'm not a comedian but someone who just really kind Norm of has been Norm has been consistently been on TV because he's been funny for in the entirety of my life. Yeah, Norm doesn't usually didn't really have he often didn't even have things to promote when he would go on shows or anything. He was just on because he was like David like you said, he's Norm McDonald and he's really funny. And I always admired the way his brain worked for a joke. Um the kind of layers to jokes, the brand of kind of like Conan O'Brien, where there's a lot of intellect buried in his seemingly stupid jokes. Um, I mean, a bunch come to mind. One of the simplest ones was sometime in the mid-90s when he said... Uh, Andy Music News, number one on the college charts this summer, was better than Ezra. And at number two, Ezra. <laughs> It's a really simple joke, but it's so funny, and I never would have thought of that. Um, he's got so many of those. I mean, he's got, he infamously got fired for making too many OJ jokes on SNL. But my God, his OJ jokes are the stuff of legend. Um, Just a bunch of them. I, I don't want to ruin them by like ruining the delivery, but I'll I'll they're just unbelievable great, unbelievably great jokes. In his book, OJ Simpson says that he would have taken a bullet or stood in front of a train for Nicole. Man, I'm gonna tell you that is some bad luck when the one guy who would have died for you kills you. That's probably... <laughs> you don't get worse luck than that. And yeah, no, I David, you no, and I, I meant, what was it the was it the Espies? I just rewatched that one the other day too. Oh, yeah, that was that was the last time anyone made the mistake of letting him host anything. Right? Yeah, he had done the White House Correspondence Dinner and the Espies, and I think Conan had said that there's some balance of like people sort of, or maybe Andy Richter said that there's like he gets invited to do stuff, and they remember why he doesn't get invited. Then time passes, and they see how funny he is, and the invite like the cycle always continued with Norm that he always was just. <laughs> around 
But yeah, his ESPYs... Norm MacDonald is what Ricky Gervais thinks he is. Yes. A truly risky comedian. And a lot of, um, you know what? A lot of Norm's stuff didn't age. And that was okay. It's it's okay because Norm tried to adjust or tried to stay true to himself. And that's... um, The the amount of times you and I personally bonded over Norm just over the years. And your dad, who has a similar sense of humor to us, kind of... Over it, just, uh, yeah. still, if still for my mind, one of the great bit characters of all time on SNL. The turd is, is him and Burt Reynolds. Norm McDonald is Burt Reynolds. Watched one of them with I watched one of the Celebrity Jeopardies with my dad when I was on vacation, um, and yeah, it's just a simple Norm playing a really seemingly dumb Burt Reynolds, but also just kind of clueless and, and deliberately being obtuse. And it's brilliant in the way he plays it. This is the sound a doggy makes. Burt Reynolds. Who is um, Scooby-Doo? No. That was a funny dog, Scooby-Doo. He drove around a van and uh, solved mysteries. That is incorrect. No, that's correct. I remember, you had a pal, Scrappy Doo. I think Norm had always said the plan was before he left that they were going to get the real Burt Reynolds to come on to confront Norm playing him. And then Norm wanted him to like kick him off and take over. And then he wanted, then the actual Burt Reynolds would be even dumber with his answers. <laughs> and I think Burt Reynolds was on board. I think it just was the timing of Norm leaving or something. They could never get it to work. But Bert, I think Burt Reynolds was totally on board for it. Um, so, yeah, I the amount of... I want to believe that Burt Reynolds would be able to laugh at himself in such a way. I think so. I think Burt had a pretty good sense of humor about himself. Um, I think even you and I had said when we met on Saturday, like, go find the moth joke, which is another one of his legendary bits. And the way that Conan O'Brien when he talked about Norm on his podcast recently, talked about how that came to even be is amazing. Because I don't want to completely spoil it, but Norm wasn't expecting to be on for a second segment. And and Conan had just sort of asked for it to happen, because Conan loves Norm. And so Norm was thinking, well, how am I going to kill time here? And he thought of a joke. He thought of a joke that he had heard, I think, Colin Quinn tell. But he just heard the, it's just a simple, like, setup punchline. And then Norm just stretches it out to an, it's a four minute joke. Yep. It's, it's masterclass. And I don't know. I was sad when you, when I got that text from you, David. But I also, like you said, it's, it's a great thought that you had of, he got to do what he wanted to do and he got to go the way he wanted to go and sort of not, he didn't have to feel shoehorned into telling people what he was going through. And I, I think to your point, that's something to be more at peace with that he, he did want to keep it to himself and just go with some quiet and, and yeah. Do you have any other norm bits you would recommend? Um, weekend update. He really was so good at weekend update. Agree a hundred percent. He's he's there's so many compilations on YouTube of most of his jokes, and I would really recommend the ones that show his OJ jokes because again, 
Some of them are such obvious jokes, but he makes them so clever. I really admire that about Norm. Um, he just... He, he he was one of a kind. I, I really am glad that he was around. And I... I don't know. I, I wish I had something more profound to add, but I really am... I'm, I'm really... You know, glad that there's so much that the way the world works now is that you can find so much of his body of work. And uh, the other, you know, the the other bit, David, I think you'd agree that we'd recommend is um, his interview on Late Night with Conan O'Brien when Courtney Thorne Smith is being interviewed. The final punchline of that interview, um, I again will not spoil it. Go find it. It's all built up to one of the best off-the-cuff jokes I've ever heard in my entire life. And, uh, you know, plus it makes fun of Carrot Top, so that's always a fun bit. Oh, truly. Uh, David, any parting words for just, what do you, I mean, it's fall season. Are you looking forward to anything this fall? Um, concerts. Do you have any you're going to? Bethany and I have tickets to go see, I guess not just concerts, but just like events. Uh, but we're going to see Jonathan Van Ness from the newest generation of Queer Eye. Uh, he's doing a one-night thing at Kennedy Center next Friday. Is that going to be like a variety yeah. show kind of thing? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Um, but it sounds like it could be fun. It does sound like it could be fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a few other bands that are coming to town in the next six months that I'm, I need to get tickets for. Any that I, Any that I would know? The closest you would know would maybe be Mark Rabay. I'm unfamiliar. He's, uh, I think, Canadian in origin. Hmm. Keyboardist, synth player, loop maker. He was on uh, Sway in the Morning. Once. Okay. Oh yeah, you showed me. Uh, you showed me his. Vi- you showed me the video. You showed Colin, me and Colin uh, the video of him on Sway in the Morning one time. Yeah, and like the the Sway folks are looking at him like, who is this white guy and what is he doing? And then he just starts making a track. It's magnifique. I don't. I don't want to drag this on, but uh, I'm. I. I think I've said it before. I'm pretty sure the last concert I ever went to ever was when I saw J Cole with you in Maryland. Really? In 2012. What? Man. Yeah. Come I, on. I mean, there's been a couple times I've thought about it, but like, I'm not a concert guy for the most part. Um, I mean, they're cool. Like, I just. I just. I don't know. Like. Ellen had invited me once to go to uh, to Baltimore to see, I think, either beyond... No, it was Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z. And I considered it, but I was like, oh, do I want to drive up in Baltimore on a weekday and deal with that? It literally was just stuff like that where, you know... Uh, yeah, I haven't been to a concert, I think, in nine years. almost t- Actually, almost ten years. I'm not proud of it. I just... It's not like me not taking the Metro where, I, you know, I was a little proud of, you know, driving my car. Which is dumb. You know. No, it's more so that I'm proud of driving the Kia Soul. It's a beautiful car. But... Um, you know, just concert. That's driving. fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a magnificent car made by a magnificent company. If Kia wants to send me a new model of a Kia Soul, I'll drive them for the rest of my life. Well, okay then. Yeah. But anyway, episode 52 of Underemployed uh, is in the books. Uh, David, as again, end of spring, beginning of fall, do you have any either advice end for the spring, people? End of spring, you mean end of summer. Did I say end of spring? Yes. I mean, it's also, spring's also over. That's also true. It's not spring. You are stupid. Anyway, David, do you have anything profound uh, that you want to tell people as we head into the next season of life? I rarely, if ever, have anything profound to say, truly. That's actually, um, per- that's actually a perfect way to end the podcast. Isn't it?
I, I give you, Jack, look, I'll, I am loath to give you credit, but I will give you credit where it's due. <laughs> you know I don't like to be sensationalist with reactions teams. Or anything. Yeah. But um, Urban Meyer's not doing well. No. He's not doing anything. Well, the offense is the offense is, is uh, the defense is, uh, and uh, this fucking bullshit thing about like yeah we know we're we know we're zero and two but like you know stick with us. Urban, who is it? Uh, Kevin Blackstone said this on uh, around the horn that Urban Meyer is still operating like he's in college and can control the met can, can can control the narrative yeah and it's harder he's when like, you have a bunch of grown he's like men, you're yeah. in the nfl nope he's like you don't have the same wall of silence that you do with colleges where you have to ask permission to talk to players players can talk to the media however they want yeah i actually uh, i rewatched uh sb nation or i guess now secret base the did uh I can think about how the Saxonville Jaguars kind of collapsed. And I was like, man, Jalen Ramsey, at the time on the show, you were kind of like riding the Ramsey. And then I realized, oh, no, he was actually just kind of a shitster. <laughs> like, he just, he was kind of a problem. <laughs> but, no, he was just, he was, a, it was very clear that like, oh, he's got potential to be good. Yeah. But he's also just an asshole. Oh, yeah, he's very like, much he's just, asshole. he's, he is a pest who's just getting under people's skin. And I, you know. I like that to an extent. Yeah, I agree. There's a there's a limit, and then it can quick very quickly. But uh, but yeah, Halloween coming up. Any Halloween ideas you have? I will say that for later. Um, I mean, there's always. I always threaten Bethany with Flanders. <laughs> we got to. All right, we got to say that for the show. Actually, hold on. <laughs> I always threaten her with Flanders. Uh, uh, I've never followed through on. I it. know because it, it's it, you realize you the effort you would have to go through, but not very much. Actually, true. Shave the beard except for the mustache and get a green sweater, and you're fine. <laughs> I have a green... I have all... All, all I need is the, the pink shirt. That's true. I can go to a thrift store. <laughs> Easy. Easy peasy. You're telling me that Bethany is not sexually attracted to Ned Flanders? I don't have a neighbor, Ernie. Yeah, come on. Oakley, Oakley. Who's kidding you? You gotta let me go, baby. You gotta let me go. I'm done for now. So one for now. Possibly forever we had fun together But like all good things, we must come to an end Please show the same love to my friends, dear Summer